It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy. And it's about people. It's about, it's finally about people and not finally about science. The story when you actually put it into words is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept. Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great pace, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over and dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Welcome back to Generation Skywalker. You're listening to the first edition of The Modern Way for 2022. Joining me tonight, I have got Daniel. Good evening, Dan. Hello there. Uh, we've also got Craig. Good evening, Craig. Hello. We've also got Mark. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. We've got Jez. Good evening, Jez. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you too, Jez. The first one with manners. Thank you. And um, <laughs> and we've got Grant. We've got a full house. Good evening, yeah. Grant. Happy New Year, folks. Is this the first show we've recorded as a six? I believe so. We did the, the beer show, didn't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was more about 12, wasn't it? Hopefully this will be just a slick. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Well, this is our first show of 2022, which is brilliant. The Modern Way, we haven't actually released a Modern Way since October, and even that was based around book month. So we had uh, we'd looked at toys from the book. So actually, it's been over three months since we've had a proper Modern Way show. We are going to be delving back into 2021 reviewing the year and what happened in it from a modern perspective but um it is the end of the year so i just want to go around you all give you all a minute to just tell us where your modern journey is because people that follow the modern way will know that mark hated modern we've seen a journey with him even last christmas he had started buying modern uh, craig's a modern man that buys stuff for certain displays dan buys all sorts of crap uh, jez was another one that was not into modern but we know that he's slowly changing his ways as well so to each of you what has been your modern journey for the past 12 months and while you're at it let's chuck in your favorite modern purchase of 2021 okay let's start with craig my journey, my my modern journey for uh, for last year. Well, this this time last year, I was just finishing off customizing that Black Series Paplu uh, that came in the Heroes of Endor set, and I haven't bought a single Black Series figure since, uh, nor have I bought anything from the Vintage Collection. Haven't ordered any Star Wars hot toys. 
and I didn't back any HasLab projects either. So I did get into some modern. And when I do look back at the list of things I've got, you know, I do spend quite a bit of money on it, more than I thought. So what I did get into, and I was late to the party because you guys all pre-ordered this straight away, was the Mandalorian Retro Collection figures, which I fell for after I'd actually bought one, bought a grief cargo in Asda and was really impressed with it. I was really impressed with what they'd done with that that figure and that line. So I went on to buy the whole lot, including the Tarkin and the uh, Luke Snowspeeder figures that came with the games because they were reduced in the Entertainer. Uh, and I'm opening them. I think the cards are rubbish. We talked about that at length. Um, I'm going to stick to the ones that they never made the first time round. So I'm not really interested in the straight reissues or repaints or variants like the Remnant Stormtrooper. It was just nice to hunt down figures for under a tenner on the high street and in supermarkets again and open them up and put their guns in their hands. And they sit near my loose vintage run, not with my loose vintage run near them so there was those the retro collection particularly the mando ones uh, and the other thing that featured heavily last year were geeky tiki mugs and i've totted it up i bought 11 geeky tiki pieces in total last year a lot in one go from sales that were too good to miss on amazon in the summer so you know bought them on price really because they were a good deal but i also got the land speeder the max rebo and the retro arcade cabinet that, that were released on uh, may the 4th Two kind of modern lines that are, you know, contemporary. Other things that we sort of talk about in terms of modern. So little bits from my Shadows of the Empire run, uh, which is something I dip in and out of. Um, we talked about the tops cards um, in the uh, in the book show last October. So a few bits of those books, Lego, things that are sort of evergreen that always kind of pop up regardless of the year. And then because we do the show, there's all the random stuff that is often inspired by researching and discussing the things that we uh, we do, like that Yuzon Vong figure um, from 2009, which uh, we talked about uh, on the Last Modern Way show. I bought things like C-3PO Coxicle reusable coffee mugs because they're just cool. Crochet Chewbacca's off uh, Etsy. So there's always that kind of random things that pop up. Two pieces of artwork from Darren Heyman, of course. But the most random and surprising thing was something we discussed on The Modern Way back in uh, whenever it was when we did the, the full roundup. Anybody want to guess what random modern thing I'd bought? Is it those electric lightsaber barbecue tongs? Nope. I'll put you out of your misery. Funko Pop retro comic styled Darth Vader. <laughs> That's your favourite item of the year. It's not my favourite item of the year, but it's something that I'm bringing up because <laughs> the kind of alleyways that this show takes me down. We talk about Funko Pops all the time, month in, month out. We always kind of make the same noises about them. Um, but the last time that one came around where they've taken the pop and they've kind of given it this paint app that's sort of supposed to look like uh, a comic character. And they've got it in this sort of Lichtenstein style pop art box. And I just think it's really cool. And it sits really nicely with the Jax Vader that they did from San Diego a few years ago, where they painted him in the sort of artwork of the Hildebrand posters. It's sort of in the same art toy spirit, I think. So yeah, I bought, <laughs> I bought a Funko Pop but my favourite purchase has to be the £9.55 Mandalorian playing cards released uh, in April last year by Theory 11. I just think they're beautiful, beautiful things. So not a figure, not a hot toy, pack of cards for under a tenner, but my favourite thing, I think. Well, so it's interesting you bring up Funko. I mean, we don't give it, we do cover it, but we don't give it a lot of love. But I'm also aware, let's go to Dan next. He definitely bought the Valentine collection of those for Emma. So Dan, 
What's your year been like modern wise? So I spent the summer renovating my collecting room after being inspired by my visit to Tiki 421, previously known as Stu's Garage back in July, which has given me, uh, I suppose, a lot more options for displaying things that I've well, they've been gathering dust up in my loft. So in tandem with that, I've been reevaluating what I had, selling stuff off, using the profits to buy more stuff. I've got three new cabinets, loads more shelving, all up beautifully, and I'm really happy with it. I suppose in terms of collecting the lines the main lines we discussed i've shifted completely away from black series i haven't bought any black series at all this year which i don't think i had at the back end of last year when we did the last roundup other than a couple of bad batch figures for harrison i've not i've not seen or touched any black series since then in terms of vintage collection i've carried on with my rogue one focus so i've got three more additions to that this year so there's a there was a rogue one darth vader there was the rebel fleet troop that came with the tantive 4 box set and the i've got the antok merrick that came with the blue leader x-wing so i've had three more figures added into that there's no more on the horizon there's no more up for pre-order so i'm complete on that line at the minute i have changed direction with the mandalorian vintage collection i'm in the middle of selling those off i am going to focus on the retro collection to sit alongside my razor crest so i've pre-ordered the second wave of those that we're going to talk about a bit more later on and obviously got the first wave back in the summer the two areas where my collecting has been growing is tiki's and hot toys so firstly on the tiki's craig i'll take your 11 tiki's and i'll see your 21 tiki's (laughs) (laughs) so at the start of last year i had three i think and i now i had a count up the other day and i think i'm on 24 or 25 i got the jabba the hut for christmas and the mando and the baby yoda ones as well so yeah the same as you i was in on the sales back in the summer we had our job lot that we bought over from the states to get hold of the max rebo and the arcade and i put a few extras in for myself as well and birthdays father's days christmas gifts like i've said already yeah i've got tons of them and emma really likes them too which has worked out well so i've got them on display in my kitchen now i've had a couple of shelves put up there and i've got all my tiki's laid out i think favorites from those it would have to be I'd really like the, the the Han and Greedo two pack that I got. My mum got me that for my birthday. Or that Max Rebo one. That's that's really cool as well. In terms of hot toys, I think when we did our end of year show last year, I said I'd buy I would buy a hot tie this year. I've ended up buying six and getting one for my birthday. So I'm now sitting on seven hot toys altogether, um, with three more on pre-order. So I think you know, talking to you guys, listening to Six Scale Scavengers, joining all the Facebook groups I've been on, I've learned so much about them. You know, from displaying them, where to buy them, the whole community. And I think Grant spoke about that last year when we did this show about you know the community around them and. You get so much, I suppose, good feedback from the from the crowd there. You don't get the negativity that you get with a Hasbro-related collecting groups. It's a really positive experience, and I've really enjoyed that, the journey I've been on with it. So, yeah, I'm I'm really jazzed by Hot Toys and looking forward to where they go next with it. In terms of a favourite, I don't know. I love all seven of them, to be fair. Probably the Vader, because it was my first one. I'm going to say that one, the 40th anniversary Vader that I got for Empire Strikes Back. But yeah, that's me this year. Well done, mate. Great year, by the sounds of it. Let's go over to Mark then, because, Mark, you... Uh... We saw you last year. We've seen you move into a bit of Lego. We've seen you dabbled in a bit of Black Series. We know you bought a helmet. We know you are a bit of a helmet. What else have you been doing this year? It's <laughs> a bit strong. <laughs> oh, I, I can't really top that, mate, to be honest with you. Um, I'll, I'll start with Leia Bespin, Hot Toys. And I think I've mentioned this in a couple of, couple of times now that this has really sort of set me off along a different path in terms of collecting because I've always been or always consider myself more of a vintage collector than anything else. And um, modern's never really floated my boat up until doing the podcast. And like you say, I've bought odd bits and pieces here and there. I've not really concentrated on one line or another. I've just 
bought things that I, I like. The, the layer best bin, when I first saw pictures of that, I thought, right, I've got to get it. Anyway, I managed to get one from the local comic shop. And um, my first purchase of 2022 is another hot toy. I managed to buy uh, the Lando, uh, which was released last year, uh, which I'm very happy about because Best Bean Layer was looking a bit lonely on a shelf by itself. So I thought, what better way than adding Lando to the mix? And I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we get a hand Best Bean at some point, and that would make a nice little trio. I got the Mandalorian Nerf Amban Pulse Phase Pulse Rifle, whatever <laughs> whatever it's called. That is an absolute beast. I couldn't believe the size of that thing. I mean, it's huge. Obviously, they give you the dimensions on the pre-order and stuff, but until you actually get it in the box, and I will say that I bought this solely on the uh, box artwork. It had nothing to do with the rifle or, you know, being a fan of Nerf uh, rifles or anything like that. I just loved the box. And uh, it arrived, and it's an absolute beast. Very, very cool. Very happy with that. Uh, don't, doesn't seem to be very many on the secondary market at the moment. I'm not sure whether a lot of people sort of went for that. I think for 100 quid, I think it's a lot of Nerf rifle for your money, to be honest with you. Uh, then I got the Boba Fett helmet, which you mentioned. And then I've been buying uh, the Black Series Bad Batch figures for my son, Zach, as a like, little collection. He collects the odd ones here and there when I take him to a toy fair or whatever, Christmas, birthdays, and make sure he gets one or two. And we just need, um, we've got, uh, Echo, I think we just need. Is it no? We do need Echo. Echo's the the only one that's outstanding now. So we had Rekka arrive today, believe it or not. Um, so yeah, just one to finish off that run. Tiki Arcade, which uh, obviously we bought when we did the the beer show, uh, which I absolutely love. But I'm not like you other lads. I'm sticking to just the one. I do like them. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I just haven't got the space to display them. And I, it, it, there was something about that arcade one that really ticked all the boxes for me and then i think that's about it so we've had to push you for your one favorite piece out of all that uh layer bespin hot toys by country mile i mean it, it's a piece of art it's not it's not a toy it's not a hot toy it's a, it's a it's a piece of art that's how i would describe it exactly great pickup mate great pickup i'm gonna come to you grant every year seems to be pretty good so modern wise stuck with the hot toys managed to pick up one or two hot toys uh, throughout the year but what was most surprising was the uh finally bought some black series of vintage collection figures and then started going down the modern three and three quarter way by cherry picking some some of the nice modern figures there so i didn't expect that but i think the the quality is now there for me where it probably wasn't back in 2015 regarding the black uh the black series the, the quality of the figures are, are now there so it is difficult though because with that vintage mentality of needing to collect every one and and then having to evolve that and think i don't need to collect every single modern three and three quarter figure because there's about five thousand of them so that, that that that's an interesting collecting evolution just to cherry pick the really good ones that you want a lot of research now into modern collecting lines because i left it in 2002 so all of those collecting lines that have happened since then, it's it's quite overwhelming. But I'm hoping to get some support on that, get some people on the podcast and, and get them to give some guidance and, and navigate my way through it. But there's some some amazing stuff out there. I, I don't think it's been better for, for collectors. I know we're going to get onto the House Lab Rancor later, but I don't think it's ever been this good. And what's your favourite piece, mate? I've had to push you for 2021. I, do you know, my favourite pieces aren't, aren't, aren't action figure or toy orientated. So I don't know. I mean, I guess this would be the place to bring it up, but probably uh, some of the episode one paperwork and prop stuff. But especially the, um, I managed to get 
well, I bought them off eBay, but it turns out that there was uh, the seller was a lady who organised the Odeon London premieres for films, and she had all of the episode one, episode two, and episode three stuff, just tickets, passes, all kinds of stuff. Some of the stuff is really hard to get as well. And uh, I was the only bidder on that on eBay and managed to get a folder full of prequel premiere paperwork. But I was dead excited because there was uh, envelopes within envelopes full of stuff and it just, just didn't seem like it was ending. So that was probably my most exciting acquisition of, of, of 2021. Yeah, I know you've been delving into into lots of that kind of stuff this year. And I mean, yeah. you even got your braids, didn't you? Your, um... Yeah, I got Ewan McGregor uh, episode one braid and... Uh, legit phantom menace script that was issued the night before the first table reading uh of phantom menace around about the 17th of june 1997 so you can see the same scripts in the documentary the beginning which was on the 2001 dvd my script's got a number allocated to it and i'm just trying to find out whose script it belongs to it's not any inklings yeah george lucas (laughs) (laughs) imagine if it was eh? um i don't know i know i know it's not natalie portman and i know it's not oliver ford davis because i've got their script numbers but uh, it could be what a random uh... (laughs) i know right i know this is this is what happens when you investigate these things but i think um not many people will have access to the full the full script of the most anticipated movie of all time you know it could be someone from ilm it could be costumes you know or makeup it could be uh, an actor or it could be a senior member of the crew or department lead but i don't know it'd be nice if it was george lucas's but i'm sure his number script would be zero one well mate i'm uh, sure you'll leak bits to us over the course of the year of what you're picking up with of that. course mate so, of course yes look forward to it and finally out of you five i'm going to come to jez because jez was a bit like mark not touching modern but i think he's yeah. finally broken <laughs> hmm. why did yeah. you break jez would be the first question well you broke me Stu, and actually i want to thank you for breaking me because I feel like you could look at this and you could be very much like Obi-Wan Kenobi putting his arm around Luke going, that's good. You've taken your first step into a larger world because that that's what you've done for me. We When we were around your house in midsummer having a bit of a party and, and I saw your um, treasure trove and primarily the uh, massive rack of Power of the Force 2 carded figures just made me think, all oh, right, OK. So I just started asking questions because I didn't know you know, the answers didn't know why they were on this card and why then they were on this card and the evolution of that. So you and Grant in particular were sort of answering questions and I, I was just finding it fascinating. And I was seeing some of those characters, which I always, you know, which they had produced um, back in the day, which they were then producing as Power of the Force. So that just got me thinking. And I was just also looking at price points for vintage, having only been vintage collector, but the vintage market, from my point of view, it's just I'm just priced out of the market now and I've probably probably got most of the things I want anyway. So this looked it's an ideal opportunity for me to stay in the collecting game, stay in Star Wars, but still on a, on a, um, a much easier budget for me. And I'm sure that there are others who are going to be in a similar situation anyway. You know, been uh, purchasing a few tiki's along the way, which seems to be the trend. So, yeah, I got the Rebo, the Hothwomper, the Tauntaun, and the, the uh, Millennium Falcon, uh, the uh, celebration one. So I got that sent over. So I was delighted with that. But then, Stu, you um, you kind of blew my mind a little bit when you sent me some Power of the Force carded figures. And uh, yeah, so I've got Kenobi, Luke X-wing, Death Star Gunner. Boosh, uh, Leah Boosh, which was really interesting because there's a tidbit for you. When I read the Leah uh, Leah Boosh 
it had two H's. And I thought to myself, I've always spelled it with one H. And I started looking online and the amount of people who have been uh, spelling it with one H. And even the Spanish cards appear to have it with one H. However, it does have two. There you go. Uh, Forlom, not Zuckus, uh, um, Bosk, Ninam, Tarkin. This is when we then go on to the other figures like, you know, Tarkin, Ewok Village, Sand Trooper, Rebel Fleet Trooper, and uh, the Italian GIG Imperial Stormtrooper. It, and it really flicked a switch in me. So I started looking at more and more things. You, There was uh, a sense an awakening. And uh, I ended up then buying Shadows of the Empire range, which came out in, I think, 96. Bought Chewbacca in Bounty Hunter disguise, which just looks very strange. And uh, <laughs> I then uh, started going slightly more wacky. Again, still staying low on budget, with the exception of in August, I ordered, still being a Luke X-Wing collector at heart, I ordered the uh, Gentle Giant Luke X-Wing bust, um, which should be arriving this month. And that's absolutely gorgeous. So that's the, uh, the bust, which is set on a sort of, well, I'll describe it when it comes through. It, it's on a fascinating um, X-Wing sort of R2-D2 combo, but it just the, the pictures just look absolutely outstanding. And then it follows from, I've got Black Series FET. So there you go. Now you've got me not only on Power of the Force 2 and stuff, but I've got a Black Series FET. And uh, and I've just purchased, it's just arrived today, a Power of the Force 2 Trilogo FET. And uh, also <laughs> Last Jedi uh, Vintage Collection Ray uh, on card <laughs> and a Black Series Lori Bliss. So, uh, gents, I really don't know what you've done to me. Uh, you've really dragged me away from my natural sort of uh, course. But it's the books as well, because of book month, um, you know, you guys just took me out of um, my sort of standard swim lane and opened my eyes again. So I'm now massively getting into the books, which, yeah, aren't modern, but... It's part of that. I've now just today, because of if, if you recall our book month when we had the character, um, the character competition, and uh, we were then given figures from the expanded universe and decided on which figure should come back into Star Wars canon, and it was my figure which I was championing, which was Nominor, who won. I've just received him today in the post on card so star wars expanded universe nominor and uh, it just looks absolutely outstanding so for me in in the last probably three months of the entire year it's it's yeah it's become a lot more broad i would say and i'm, think, and I'm pleased about that i think you just said it there though didn't you i think it's it's a way of collecting again and enjoying star wars at a snip of the price being able to, to delve in and out and not have to make a massive purchase all the time yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm really grateful for it. Just, you know, uh, these two little packages come in the post today and I had a smile on my face and, it, you know, <laughs> and it, it was all it was all really, really good. So, uh, yeah, just I mean, funny old thing. Carded fair arrived today. Yes, it wasn't a 1983 or, or a 1980. You know, it was a. Um, yeah, it was the Power of the Falls too, but it's a tri-logo fair. It looks pretty cool. Don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'll keep it on the card. Happy Jez. So uh, thank you to Generation Skywalker for opening my eyes. Sounds like a modern FET focus starting there. <laughs> <laughs> there's several uh, hot toy FETs. So uh, there's, your, there's your price. Um, Jez, what was your favourite piece? It's really tricky because the Luke X-Wing, the Gentle Giant, I think will be, but it's not arrived yet. So I'm not going to call that. I was thinking about the Nominor, but in fact, I think it was the Power of the Force stuff, which you sent me. And if I could pinpoint it, it's 
probably something is um as random as rebel fleet trooper because that was one of the card you know that was one of the characters which we didn't get or the leah in the ewok village um you know i could say tarkin but that'd be be an obvious one but something like that the rebel fleet trooper on power of the force something so innocent and random like that i think is actually uh yeah lit the spark my goodness how many quotes am i getting from star wars tonight <laughs> very good what about you Great. obviously we've mentioned mentioned my collecting room obviously that that happened this year and actually it's really helped focus my collecting so i'm actually having a good sort out but um yeah i've, I've delved quite a bit bought quite a lot of black series bought quite a bit of vintage collection which i don't actually want got i've got luke's helmet which has made me want to go and get a few more helmets again uh tiki i think i added eight or nine this year added all sorts of bits uh obviously the eu stuff we did the top 10 countdown i bought four of those figures from that countdown loving them you know the figure i can't remember his name now craig might be able to help me out but the one with vader's broken arm coming out of his chest brilliant figure do you remember what his name is craig oh uh something kofi wasn't it kofi Annan. yes kofi Annan. <laughs> that's the one that's what jessica calling him on the show so that would do i've got some big lego this year i've got the UCS Falcon, which I still haven't built yet, and the Cantina, and some busts, and the probe droid. So, um, little little projects for me to do this winter. But there was some few bits that I've looked at for quite a while. The uh, Ala Secura Gentle Giant bust, been after for a long while. Finally managed to pick that up. Love it. I've wanted the Layer and R2 uh, Gentle Giant maquette for ages. Finally managed to pick that up. Love it. But um, without doubt, my my favourite modern bit this year is thanks to you five guys. That that sign for my bar. I will talk about it a bit more in the Father Strom show coming up after this. But I love that, boys. I cannot I cannot thank you all enough. It's um it is just amazing, and I can't wait to get my bar straight next year and choose its perfect perfect place. Bit of lighting above it. It will all it will all be on show for when you all arrive next time. Yeah, I, I win that competition. I think this year. <laughs> Boba Fett was a man with no name kind of character, lone gunslinger when I was a kid. You didn't know his face, you didn't know who he was. You know, the idea of somebody wearing Mandalorian armor is clearly influenced by Boba Fett. So bringing in Boba Fett felt very right. the book of Boba Fett. We're going to find out where he's been and about how he's changing. What happened in those years between then and the end of Return of the Jedi? And then also seeing what would Boba Fett be like now. John's story structure was really brilliant in that it was just overflowing with all things cool. There's a rawness to everything. That's what I love about it. I think that's what gives it its authenticity. There's a little bit of fun in there as well. A lot of action, drama, and it's going to be exciting for the fans to see. It's going to be some journey. Dan, last year we talked about numbers of Black Series and Vintage Collection, what had been released. There was a lot of moaning that the Vintage Collection in particular wasn't getting new sculpts. They're all re-releases. Or What are the numbers this year for the Black Series with releases, announcements, repacks? By my reckoning, there were 92 figures announced in 2021, of which 31 are brand new figures. Now, that's a similar sort of numbers to what we saw last year, 90 figures um, on the Black Series 
but the, the original figures were only 41. So we've seen a drop off there. So we've seen more gaming figures, more um, archive collection, two waves of that. The Lucasfilm 50, the majority of which were reworked figures. So we saw the power of the force figures. We saw vintage Star Wars figures on cards that have been painted to look like vintage figures. So it was an Obi-Wan, a Greedo and several others. There were Clone Wars card backs, Episode 1 card backs, another wave of holiday special figures, as well as another wave of credit collection for the Mandalorian figures that they released. So we saw lots of new Mando figures. Um, Rogue One got some love, so we had an entire wave of Rogue One figures, including several new figures. So we saw a Antok Merrick, the Bodhi Rook, that had, which was new, as well as, and I can't think of his name, Jin Erso's dad. We saw a figure of him as well. So yeah, there was lots of, lots of new stuff coming out, but amongst a whole lot of repacks and repaints galen galen uh, so there you go thank you pleasure that's my summing up of the black series this <laughs> yep, year lots, that's, lots of repacks and repaints yeah we're seeing quite a bit of that what about the vintage collection because this is last year obviously we had uh christopher cook come on to discuss you know they'd done their um petition to hasbro for more new sculpts uh did we get so, it? So I believe so. So last year, Craig reported that 29 figures were released in 2020. This year, there's been 70 announcements, 29 of which I believe are new figures. So we're still seeing a whole lot of carbonized and special edition figures. So we saw we've seen Lucasfilm 50 figures. So we've seen similar to what we've seen in the in the Black Series with the droids and, and several other lines within that. They released the 92 campaign, which is Hasbro's gone crazy with. So we've seen new Emperors, Viv Fortuna, Ewoks, Tusken Raiders, Death Star droids, etc. All getting release releases. Like I said before more Barbanite figures. We're seeing lots more Arc Troopers. So they've taken the Arc Trooper figure that they bought out a year or so ago for the free pack they did, and they've run with that. So five more Arc Troopers, loads new Mando figures, and now we've seen a couple of Book of Boba Fett figures that have come up for pre-order. And um, we've seen the new deluxe packaging line. So where they've I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, if you've seen the photos, but it's, it's essentially vintage-style packaging with no bubble. So you get the racetrack on the front of the box, um, an image of the toy in action. So kind of like in the style we see in the, in the vintage play sets where you've got the with the actual figure surrounded by some sort of diorama. And, and, and I think we see it really on the play sets and the vehicle packaging. So we've seen sets like that before that were released back in the 2010s. So there was a Death-style scanning crew and some Ewok sets. And obviously, we then we've seen more of the retro collection as well so we've seen this second series of mando figures announced as well as them continuing this prototype figure line so they've released a boba fett and a stormtrooper this year so yeah lots of love for the vintage collection at the moment lots of activity on um, facebook pages and i'm getting a lot more positive vibes coming from it so it feels like people are somewhat more satisfied than they were in 2020 and hot toy numbers Hot Toy, so there was 30 new releases by my reckoning, um, 14 of which, if you only count each new figure once, um, so where there's a deluxe figure or a repaint, I think we've got 14 new figures there. So of the 30 announcements, 22 of them were Mandalorian related. And of the remaining eight, there was one Rogue One, one Expanded Universe, two Bad Batch, two Return of the Jedi and two Clone Troopers. So nothing released for the prequels or the sequels and nothing from the new hope or empire strikes back announced yeah, interesting well has there been any sequel stuff even in vintage collection and black series nothing at all no no sequel that I, nothing that I at all it's quite an interesting no. um stance isn't it it was similar last year i think when we did it last year certainly on the black series i think there was three figures i called out on the black series last year so they've really turned that switch that tap off i think interesting watch the space see if we get anything in the next 12 months and uh, no doubt Dan will keep the list rather than having to panic do it two days before the recording 
<laughs> I um, will now. I will. <laughs> now, Dan, it's been three months since we recorded a standard Modern Way show. We normally um, just give the announcements of what's come out. In that time, there has been a vast amount of announcements. There's no way we can cover them all. It would be very listy. So rather than doing that, I've asked you to just give us an overview of the highlights from those three months, what we've missed and uh, what there is to look forward to. Yeah, so it was it was a scary list. So we were I was putting I was actually putting that list together to <laughs> preempt in a regular show. So I, I did have a lot of that listed. So I'd I'd say around 50 percent of what's been announced this year was announced after we did our last modern way. So there's a ton of stuff that got announced. There was a fan first Wednesday around the same time as our last show came out or our last full show, followed by PulseCon, which I believe was in November. So in the Black series, as well as waves of the holiday repaints, the art archive the credit collection we also got new mando figures so there was a mix that's been announced the client deluxe cob vamp republic security droid uh, a nomad boba fett as well as a, a figure in dan figure that's come in and a princess leia in her ewok village outfit so some some deep cuts there and not the not the normal layers that we would see so some some good stuff coming out there in the vintage collection and they've started bringing out these troop building sets now so i don't know if you guys have seen any of these but they're they come in a small like almost like a white mailer box and um, they come with four figures and they're all, all unique in some way so we've got a stormtrooper set of four figures rebel fleet troopers and a set of four shore troopers um so they've all been released and sold out instantly people have gone crazy for those so there's obviously a lot of troop builders out there we saw the droid figures on vintage card backs that were released so there was an r2d2 a c3po and a boba fett as well as another another wave of mandalorian carbonized figures more figures in the collect the 92 so i think i've already when i was going through my summing up of the year i kind of reeled some of those off so that, that that's continuing and some interesting reissues as well so the ahsoka tano that we previously discussed on on previous shows hitting the five to six hundred pounds back in the summer is uh, vc 102 is being re- reissued and it's really interesting if you look at the prices on ebay now they have really taken a dive so i think there's one in at the minute it's about to end and it's not got any bids on it i think the, the seller's got it out for 250 quid so they've obviously um taken a bit of a hit there in terms of play sets the navarro play set's been announced so they're releasing that with a mandalorian death trooper and a second wave of the mando collection like we've already already mentioned on the hot toys not a huge amount of activity there thankfully so we were pretty much up to date by the last show fennec shan's been announced in the last couple of weeks um, as well as a couple of clone troopers so there's a clone trooper vaughn and a clone commander jesse that have both been announced so that's my my summing up of the last three months perfect mate perfect no doubt we'll mention a few bits and pieces in a minute What we're doing here tonight is look at 2021 as a whole. I think one of the biggest things this year that happened in Star Wars collecting was the massive HasLab Rancor fail. Now, we have mentioned the Rancor in previous shows, but obviously since we last recorded, this did fail in quite a spectacular way. So let's just uh, 
let's just delve back into that and uh, give a bit of discussion on why that failed. So first of all, uh, Jez, can you give us an overview of what happened? Look at what the figures were for the backers. And Haslab obviously realised something was going badly wrong with their very late announcement of a Rancor Keeper. Can you give us a bit of an update? Yeah, sure. So if we go back to that previous episode when we were discussing it, I don't want to say I told you so, but let's face it, Malakili isn't the only person crying over the Rancor now, all right, because, yeah, this all went south. Um, so, as you know, the whole crowdfunded project was due to run from October the 22nd to December the 6th. That didn't need to be final because Haslab have made exceptions in the past. And in fact, they have extended things in the past to get them over the line. Must be aware of that. Uh, so the plan was, yeah, October the 22nd to December the 6th, if successful, we'll begin shipping in spring 23. I mean, that is a long time to wait. And also what was also going on at this time, this wasn't the only thing which Haslab were pushing out. They also had a uh, G.I. Joe jet called the Sky... Come on, guys, jump in. It was called the Sky Streaker or something like that. And there was also a Ghostbusters proton pack going on. So... There were three different things happening at the same time or, you know, for people who would be the sort of people who would actually be going for this. So timing wise, it wasn't necessarily great, but they put it out there and initially the backers were going well. What they said is they wanted 9,000, right? 9,000 was their goal to get this over the line. And from then on, they'd have other reach targets or tiers. So we will jump ahead to those now. And you still need to convince me of this whole tier system because quite clearly it, it's not a brilliant system because it fell short this time. And I'm not going to beat a brand of bush. It actually fell short, uh, not by much. It fell short of 467 short of the mark. So it, it didn't reach its 9,000 ultimately. But the tiers which they had after that were if we got to 11,000 backers, you'd get a certain item. If we then got to 13,500 backers, get something else, 16,000 backers, and then up to 19,000 backers. You know, is, is this just a greed thing? Further discussion is warranted, I'm sure. But it started off going okay. Then they did a live stream. So again, it was another Fan First Friday. So it was on the 19th of November. You had two designers and two people from marketing did a 49-minute live stream with live comments on the right-hand side. Now, these comments you should see because people were just getting impatient. They were getting fed up. Um, you know, it, it was going OK, but they hadn't got over the first hurdle yet. They hadn't got up to their 9000. This live stream went on for 49 minutes. It was then when they started to announce the tears that actually, instead of having a positive effect, they started losing backers. Now, they went from just over 5,100, it was about 5,116. Within an hour, they had lost 100. Within a couple of days, they had lost 500 backers from the live stream. So 10%, it had the opposite effect of what they wanted. And so they were losing out big time. So it absolutely looked like they weren't going to get over the line because, and we'll come on to it, the goals, the stretches, the tiers weren't what the fans wanted. Yeah, the, the fans were quite clear. The collectors were clear in the comments. We want Ula. We want the Rancor Keeper. What's the point of having a Rancor if you don't have the Rancor Keeper? We don't want repacks. We don't need this. We don't need that. 
So it was, uh, I believe it was around about the 30th of November. So really close to the deadline. We're talking you know, six days away. They sent out a tweet and put it on their website saying, we are now going to give a... Um, a uh, a keeper. So uh, if you don't mind, it says, we really appreciate all the feedback we've received in an effort to make the Haslab Rankle the best possible dream product. With that, we realise we can't leave the most dangerous creature, the Rankle, roaming the galaxy without his keeper. We will be adding a fully newly tooled Star Wars, the Black Series, Malakili figure to the base offering, funding at 9,000 units uncarded and ready for action. This figure comes complete with his unique gaffy stick inspired by Star Wars Return of the Jedi. This figure is in an active development and we will share renders as part of our backer updates if the project successfully moves into production. So absolute recognition of damage limitation there. They realise, you know, people were putting in comments, fire these people, Haslab, you are ruining this. I have now just withdrawn my uh, my backing. So it was an absolute PR disaster. But I'll just remind you again, what did I say? It was 400. So I had 400 sure they were. I mean, if they had just extended it by another day or so, maybe it would have got over the line. 467 short. There were thousands of people who wanted this to happen. But Haslab just couldn't sort it out. But if they had hit that number, none of those tiers would have been involved. And Absolutely. I mean, the tier system appears to be what made this fail. Now, Mark, uh, Jess has just mentioned the uh, the Rankle Keeper, but what were the other tiers and why were people so upset with them? What I will say is with these Haslab projects, I think a lot of people tend to be in right from the outset, whether the tiers are any good or not. You know, when the Razor Crest was mentioned, I, I, I was all in. The, the tiers meant absolutely nothing to me. I wanted the ship. The tiers were a bonus, it wasn't a deal breaker for me. And I think with this particular item, maybe that's probably where one of the reasons why it's failed. But I'll come to that. Anyway, I'll come to the Rancor Keeper in a minute. But the first one, 11,000, you got Power of the Force card with coin with the Gamorrean Guard figure, which, again, was a figure that's already been released. So it's just a card that's changed. Right from the outset, a lot of collectors sort of scratching their heads thinking, hmm, this doesn't look particularly good uh, a lot of complaints about that just you know just a repackaged figure so the second tier which came in at 13 and a half thousand which was the um the bones there was a human skull a wampa skull i think and or a tauntaun skull a few other bits and bobs and a cardboard backdrop and i think at this point you could tangibly see the atmosphere around the whole Haslab project change with regards to fans reaction the backdrop for instance should be coming with the box anyway no it's a cheap cardboard backdrop this isn't like a plastic thing with a gate and opening gate or anything like that it's a cheap cardboard backdrop it costs nothing to put that in the box right from the word go and I think that got a lot of people's backs up the bones you know what a cheap thing to to, to bung in it I, I'm not sure what you can do with that. So then the third tier at 16,000 backers, which again, you know, you're talking about a lot of people ordering this. You'd expect some real, some, something really quite special at this point. And everybody's shouting at the computers, Rancor Keeper, Ula. We want one of those two things. What do they go and do? We're going to give you Silicious Crumb on a mini card. 
I, I understand that Celestia's Crumb is actually quite a hard one to get. It's quite sought after because it came with Comic-Con exclusive, I think, Comic-Con exclusive set. Um, so it is quite sought after, quite valuable. But Celestia's Crumb didn't really have any direct connection with the Rancor. Ular and uh, the Rancor Keeper did. So at this point, why aren't we at 16,000 backers getting what people are asking for? Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, I don't know whether you, whether you saw Mark on one of the on one of the groups, someone that worked for Hasbro had come on there and said that there is no chance in this day and age you'd get an Ula figure again at this moment in time. She was clearly not on the table at any point for discussion with well, Hasbro. I- I, I don't I don't understand the logic behind that because she exists in the film. Uh, you, you know you can't sort of. I totally agree with you, but push over it. It's it's, it's crazy. I is, totally is that, agree with you. That's why Trump. people are getting you know angry about something that you know they should be getting. What why is, why are we not getting that figure? What what is, was the reasoning? Because of the word slave was involved. Is that the only evidence that's come out to suggest that Ula or sorry Hatslayer? layer won't be produced it's just from this this tweet or whatever from uh, a, a hasbro individual there's no official line or anything like that because i'm just trying to work out where this this narrative has come from there was no, just I, this comment saying i work for hasbro and there is at this moment in time there was no way you'd get a figure of ula so that, that's madness that is that's absolutely crazy yeah, I'm, 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 with, I'm with you on this, Mark. This doesn't really make any sense to me at all. No, well, I mean, I think it, I think when you start making comments like that, you can see why people are getting the backs up. And even at the fourth tier, a Luke Jedi with real sculpt, uh, again on a Power of the Force uh, card, it wasn't. It clearly wasn't enough. And then obviously, uh, it seemed like Hasbro were backing down. Well, well, seemingly backing down, if, if that's the best phrase to use, and decided, yes, OK, you can have a Rancor Keeper, uh, but you won't be getting it on a card, you're getting a baggy, and they were saying, red, ready for action. Well, no, I'm sorry, that's half-arsed in my opinion. It's um, too little, too late, and I'll come to that point in a minute. So potential reasons it failed. There's There are several. There isn't just one particular reason it failed. I think there's, judging by... The comments, the feedback, uh, the, the plethora of YouTube videos there are covering this and why it failed and seemingly why fans are almost celebrating the fact that it failed. Some fans are celebrating anyway, was number one, price too high, $350. When you compare that to the Razorcrest, which was the same price, didn't seem like a great value for money, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's. I think if they'd pitched it slightly less, maybe $250, they might have seen a bit more of a positive reaction towards it. Uh, I mean, the Rancor's a great-looking thing, you know. It would have been quite imposing in anybody's collection. But I think at $350, it was a lot of money for what you were getting, in my opinion. And also, 9,000 backers. that They'd raised the number of backers, minimum number of backers, considerably from the razor crest why was that was was that because they were thinking that oh well uh, you know we can get more money out of this not have to uh, cut our profit so to speak because on the razor crest the number of backers was a lot less i think it was about five thousand wasn't it whereas on the rancourt it was nine thousand and to me that speaks of a bit of greed if um if i'm honest um so yeah number one price too high uh, number two, nobody was asking for it. Nobody was asking for a Rancor. When it was uh, said that it was going to be a creature, well, there's only going to be sort of two or three different creatures it could possibly be. And Rancor was 
was top of the list and everybody was sort of scratching their head well rancor yeah okay um kind of see it but do we really want a rancor there wasn't any petition for it there wasn't any kind of fan base around getting a black series uh, rancor so yeah a bit, bit strange it had, the rancor has been released sort of a few times before now if you go and look at haslab projects like the razor crest and uh, the jabba sales barge these are things that are pretty exclusive you know we've never had jabba sail barge uh, the razor crest at that scale is you know that's the only time we're ever going to get it so people wanted those items whereas this was a bit different um so yeah i think you know when you're talking about desire the rancor just wasn't up there in my opinion so uh, that's that's another one reason three the incentives as we've discussed weren't really hitting the mark the recorded figures Everybody was. Everybody seemed to be asking for Ula. I know we've we've just mentioned that you know somebody said that it was never going to make, but that's what people wanted. People wanted an Ula figure. They wanted a rancor keeper, rancor keeper above all else. Those two things. And I think if they'd have given a rancor keeper, mentioned that right from the outset, even at the three hundred and fifty dollar price tag, they might have got this past the line easier than the way they were going. They, they seemed to make a a really hard job out of it right from the outset they only had to go online and look at the feedback and some of the comments that people were making so hang on a minute we might have missed the market we might have to rethink about what we're doing and a rancor keeper in a baggie right at the last minute just wasn't going to cut it like i said before a lot of people tend to be in on these haslab projects right from the outset they want the item the teaser a bonus Whereas I think with the Razor Crest, when, when they were mentioned, it is quite cool. There's a couple of nice figures in there. But for the Rancor, that, I think they had to push the boat out a bit. I just don't think the incentives were, were incentivizing uh, people to buy it. So uh, that's number three. Number four, still no sign of the Razor Crest at this point. I'm still delayed. Yes, I know we've had a pandemic and, you know, it seems like everybody and his brother is is delaying this or they're delaying that or they can't get this over from this country and they're having trouble shipping from here to there. Yeah, okay, we understand that, but this is Hasbro we're dealing with. This is a major, major company and this is not a two-man Kickstarter set. This is something really that, you know, got loads of people behind it. They've got the power, the, the, the machinery to be able to produce these things. And I just think, you know, $350 uh, at a time when they were also releasing, like as Jez has mentioned, the backpack for the Ghostbusters, you know, the Proton Pack and the um, G.I. Joe plane. People don't just collect Star Wars. A lot of collectors like to dip into different lines. So you've got three items there that Haslab are offering. What are you going to pick? I know what I'd, I know what I'd pick. It would have been the backpack, uh, the, the Proton Pack right from the outset because it was just a cooler looking thing much more interesting than the the rancor i'm not a gi joe collector so that 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 sort of negates that but when you offer people that choice you know 350 dollars is a lot of money to a lot of people and they have to choose very wisely what they're going to go for so i think that did play a small part in people's people voting with their feet and the fifth and final one and i think this is just as important is the scale you know the black series scale it's a big thing you know these has lab projects are cornerstone pieces for people's collections you know people build collections around the jabba sail barge that is a, a statement piece it takes up an awful lot of room and rightly so because it's a beautiful look, looking object you know you can put a really cool display on you can interact with it it's you know it, 
it's fantastic. Same with the Razor Crest, I'm sure. When we all get those, we'll be seeing some fantastic dioramas being created. The, the thing with these is they are based on the three and three quarter inch scale. And now that is going back to uh, how Star Wars started as a toy. That's the, the scale that you're dealing with. And that's where people's collections are based on. People have limited amount of space to collect and to, dis- to display something like the Rancor, if you're then going to start building a diorama around that, that's an awful lot of space that you're going to have to dedicate to this thing. Also, what I've noticed with other Black Series vehicles and and, and creatures and stuff, they just don't sell very well. If you look at things like the the TIE Fighter from the sequel films, you know, the huge black TIE Fighter from the Force, Force Awakens, those were on clearance after a short amount of time, they couldn't sell them because they were they were that big. And the same with the Jubac, the the, the, the Jubac. Uh, again, they they ended up uh, being a real hard sell for retailers. So, is, is it a surprise that the Rancor didn't quite make it? I'm, I don't know. I think they were up against it right from the outset. Perhaps a bit more thought, a little less greed, and probably a bit more in the box, as it were, might have seen the Rancor be a success rather than the failure that it was. I, I, I saw on several groups with regards to the Rancor, people trying to get like a movement going to not back it, which I thought was really strange. I thought, let's not back it. It will send a sign to uh, to Haslab. And he just kind of like, surely just let people decide what they want to collect rather than a movement to stop it. Well, I think this goes back to what, what I've said before about things like the carbonized figures and the repainted figures it's just a cheap way of getting more money out of people with the same moles what is the point of the carbonized figures to me it doesn't make any sense and it's a cash grab that's how i always see those types of things where they just slap a new paint job on it like those christmas things bloody hell they're awful Uh, but the carbonized things you know they don't make any sense it's just cash i know how can we wring a few more quid out of the same moles uh, out of the collectors treating people fans collectors people in retail like idiots and i think a lot of people probably think well no we're not going to stand for this anymore you can't you can't do this so whilst it makes no odds to me because i wasn't going to back it anyway it's not my thing i can understand some people's opinion that you know no we're not going to back this we're going to vote with the feet and we're going to be vocal about it so craig that brings us on to to haslab with the black series is a black series scale suited for haslab projects well i think everybody's made really good points on this topic so far i think you know my understanding and the way they've pitched haslab is that it's supposed to be this platform where the team there can really push things and show off their creativity and have more of a two-way dialogue with fans which you know the normal retail process doesn't allow i don't think any of that is particularly dependent on scale and i know that the question alludes to and, and mark's already brought it up you know the fact that designing toys to a six inch scale are physically larger but i think you know on the evidence of the katana now, if people think something is cool enough, they will find the space. They will make the room. So I think it's a contributing factor. But I don't think it's a huge one. 
especially when you look at things like the Ghostbusters proton pack, which is effectively one to one scale. It's a it's a role playing toy. It's a prop replica. So, you know, I think it's about how creative they are with these things. And we discussed lots of other cool uh, ways they could do, like take sections of, a, of an environment and scale that up. So lots of kind of great ideas are kicking around when we first discussed this. None of us have had the call yet from uh, from Haslab. Have you, Mark? I've not. They don't need us on. I, I, won't, I won't do after tonight, mate. That's for sure. <laughs> True enough. So, you know, as Jess says, thousands of people wanted this. Um, it's just a shame this first Black Series project wasn't particularly creative or groundbreaking and they just fudged the release of it uh, so grant then what do you think of the item i mean you, you've already told us tonight that you cherry pick your modern items did this work for you do you think it was over engineered what are your thoughts I actually just chatted to a, a, a friend online he's got links to hasbro and he says that not that he can make any official points of it but there is a directive from disney not to make slave action figures but obviously i can't verify that but i trust this guy 100 percent which clearly doesn't make any sense uh, in regards to the figure. So, I mean, it was 42 inches wide, 27 inches high. It's an obvious choice. If you're going to make a Black Series figure, I think this is the most obvious choice to go down. I'm probably not the guy to ask, to be honest with you, Stu, because I'm quite new to this modern world. I've said to you guys over the last couple of weeks, by purchasing TVC and Black Series figures, I've been shocked at the amount of articulation. Obviously, articulation is a big selling point. And if they sat down in a boardroom and said that they were going to make a Rancor, they were going to make it as articulate as possible. So the head articulates, the mouth articulates. You've got 45 different points of articulation in it, which is probably more than the um, Phil Tippett stop motion puppet. So, you know, the fingers and uh, the wrists and all all that sort of works. You've got the... um, the butterfly joints, you know, it, it tilts. There's 900 different kind of uh, decoration uh, parts to it. So, I mean, I think they probably all sat around the table and said, yeah, this is a fully articulate rancor. I think the problem that they've got is is by adding this tier system that you've basically invited every customer to be a chef in your kitchen. And I think that that, that that's complicated things more. So from my point of view, a lot of people, like like Mark's already said, you know, a lot of people com- uh, complaining about the campaigns or, you know, uh, repacked figures and, and the tier systems for me uh, i'm just I'm, I'm i'm new to this i i thought the figure was if you want a fully articulated figure this is probably what you'd be looking for but perhaps the guys are right perhaps tvc is best for this for doing vehicles and maybe black series isn't, isn't made for this just a, a weird a weird way of marketing and selling an item i think it seems weird that they, they chose four tier points for the, these Haslabs. Why not just two? You know, why why is it stuck to four? Maybe you could have done the the, the other two figures. But I, I mean, it's not really for me, mate. And I, a lot of people said $350 is a lot. I will say, though, that it does seem, I mean, I, I prefer to see clarity, uh, some kind of evidence of this. But the idea of not having, I don't understand why they won't. The Ula figure, you could already use the uh, slave layer that was released in 2013 as a base point. You'd have to change the head sculpt a little bit, but you could probably, you know, use that figure or some 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 of the parts of that figure. So the idea of not having a Ula or a Slave Layer figure is completely lost on me when there's so many other examples of slave orientated figures. Does that mean that there's going to be no young Anakin figure or Shimmy Skywalker figure? Lobot. Yeah, they just released Lobot, you know. So Lobot is you know, defined as, as a slave on the TVC line. So where do we draw the line? But he's not a semi-naked female in chains is he so so it's the objective objectification of women that is the issue that more, more than slavery maybe maybe i'm not not saying it's right or wrong i think i think you know no 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 i'm just no, being cried out there but 
I mean, we are in a very woke, let's not get into all this, but we are in that kind of time at the moment. Um, it, just it, doesn't, just, it doesn't surprise me. It was just 467 short. Now, if you think about where they were when they did their live stream, where it all went wrong and they lost 10% of the people and dropped down to about 4,700, certainly less than 5,000 people. Come the end, they were up at about 8,500. So they had made significant gains of those peer people who had FOMO, you know, were like, oh, no, actually, oh, I can see I might be able to make some money in this, like everything else in Razorcraft and then the Katana. Oh. So, you know, people were backing it. So at that rate going from 4,700 to 8,500 in a very short space of time, the fact that they just fell 467 short of the mark, even though the tiers were wrong, maybe if those tiers were in a slightly different order, you know, put the bones last, put the salacious crumb. I mean, ridiculous live stream. I mean, one of the points which they made was it's now salacious B crumb rather than salacious crumb. Seriously, do me a favour. You know, if they just had a little bit more thought with regards to the order or maybe just saying, right, what we're going to do is we're going to, yeah, as well as giving you Rankle Keeper, we are now going to give you the Luke Jedi at the base. You know, if they had held on for an extra day or so, I mean, that when we look at it, right, only one other HasLab item, which was a Cookie Monster doll, didn't fund, right? Only one other, the Cookie Monster doll. And you did, there was one campaign, which was the Transformers uh, Unicron, got an extension. That got an extension of 45 days. You know, this is the holiday season when they've got three different um, products on the go at the moment. It seems like the whole brains behind this, the whole marketing was led by the same people who did the marketing for Solo. And that's all I've got to say about it. No, I agree. And and what doesn't make sense as well, if you've got the Christmas period, you haven't received the Razor Crest yet. And then next year, you've got the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. And currently, you've got the Book of Boba Fett, which the TV spots are hinting that there's something in the Rancor pit. So why not do it now? Absolutely. I think... See, makes a good points, Jez. I think to me, give us the Gamgard and Luke Jedi with the Rancor. That's the famous scene, and then make Ula and the Rancor Keeper the two price, the two tiers. It just makes perfect sense because people want those two figures because they're not out there. Yeah, and if you get some bones at the end, brilliant. Dan, Dan, you've you've you posted some pictures up in our thread. So the the pop, the Funko Pop Rancor that comes with Luke and Ula, where, is that is that recent? I, I've just quickly Googled that to try and find your answer with regards to the Rancor, Luke Skywalker and Slave Ula Funko Pop. And, uh, and I've just gone online and actually the first review is by Dan, a verified buyer. I wonder if it is him. Um, <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> I don't think that's a new a new set. Do you not? No. The Tiki Mug with the Ula is recent though, isn't it? That's yeah. Yeah, celebration, wasn't it? Uh, Chicago, I think. Oh no, the later one was Ula. What what they're essentially saying it's it's cancel culture seeping into Star Wars. But Marvel, right, owned by Disney, and I, I appreciate it'd be different brand managers working on that team. But you look at some of the action figures created based on you know people like X Men, looking at Emma Frost. I mean they are scantily clad and as kinky as heck. So you know that argument doesn't really ring true if you start taking into account other things that that company's producing. That pop set came out in 2015 with Ula, Rancor, and well, Luke. They had the Black Series layer about a year before that, didn't they? So this is a recent change. Yeah. But also, you're right, Grant, as well. You just mentioned the price and right before Christmas, or perhaps it was Jez. But that is a massive thing, right? You're asking people to pay up front for this. It's £330 
yet they're not going to see it until 2023. So at least 18 months in the future, and you're talking big money to pay out on an item you're not going to see for a long while. I'm surprised it's not a deposit, a non-refundable deposit, you know, of mm. 100 quid, which you then pay the balance of. Do, do, do you know what? I'll leave, I'll leave this here, but I, I'd be interested to find this out now if it is. Because it's obviously, I don't think it's about slavery. Uh, I think the slavery element came in because of the, the the Lego with the Boba Fett Slave One ship and the possible renaming of that being a fire spray. But if you look, I mean, the biggest, the, the, the last film that Lucasfilm released, Solo, you had all those Wookiee slaves in that, that on that Kessel planet. So I don't think that's that's the angle. I think the, the angle must be, if it's true, that there has been a directive, that it's probably something along the lines of the objectification of women. I'd, I'd be fascinated to find out if that's true and when it will change back. It's funny how you got Twi'lex in the new episode of Book of Boba Fett offering to polish his helmet, but there you go. Yeah, there's a half-naked bloke and a half-naked woman coming to... In, you know. <laughs> Isn't it the idea of that being like a brothel or something? Oh, okay, I got that impression. Yeah, I, I, that's the impression I got, like an upscale brothel. And she was like, that one Twi'lek was like, a, uh, from Striptease, was like a like a madam. It's just moving the goalposts as and when it as and when they seem fit. It, it doesn't seem very consistent to me. Yeah, you could, but you can't. I mean, when did, that's the thing I was getting to, Mark, is where do you draw the line? Because if you start changing the goalposts all the time, it ceases to become Star Wars. Well, again, you, you find yourself becoming a, a rather than entertainment, it's it's almost a political thing, isn't yeah, it? It's propaganda. That's not why I watch Star Wars. I watch Star Wars for exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> Just on the tears, though, the one the one thing they did they've done differently in the past that they didn't do here was the the, the tears were only revealed as the as, as the goals were hit. So we were getting like weekly almost updates on the Razor Crest when it was when it was happening. You know, it's like if you get to this, we're going to reveal the next tier, and if you get to this, there wasn't this all or nothing. Right, this is all the tears. So you didn't have that anticipation. There was no build up to it. It felt like they were in panic mode through the whole thing. Did the tears oh. worked on the um on the Razor Crest though? They came out with good tears, didn't they? But well, I'd already like, bought it though. I think if you they 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 smashed through the target within it was like forty eight hours. It was backed. It was like there was none of that, and you know, and it was just to encourage more people on. It was it just felt like they went into two days after they took mode. your money, they blew it up. Well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> well, um, I still haven't seen it yet, so it might be blown up somewhere. It's just tears. Are they shot themselves in the foot of something that originally might be a good idea, but if you continue it, the expectation that people will be greedy. I think the word greedy was used earlier, and. And have that expectation. And if those expectations are meet, nothing is going to be. But I think the product let it down. I, I think if that rancor had been, I, I honestly, I know you just, you, you spoke about it then in the articulation. I, I didn't think it was a great looking piece. I was never going to buy it, right? So it's difficult for me to say, but looking at it, I didn't like the way the, the plastic of the face and then the rest of the body just didn't match up. It looked like it was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it looked good at all. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't I, pay $350 for yeah. that. I, t- I totally agree. I think, I think the, um, the vintage one looked just as good as the the one that cost hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Okay. So Dan, let's come to you then. What impact do you think this will have on future Star Wars Haslab items, or will it not? I think they're going to have to take a, a long hard look at themselves. I don't think we'll see a black series Haslab for a little while. Might be wrong. They might have sank up their sleeve for Book of Boba Fett or Kenobi or Andor when it comes out later in the year. But I, I think they will go back to vintage collection or a prop size replica or something i don't think we'll see a, a black series scale offering for a while now because of it it's been such a fallout and i know jez is saying you know it was only 400 backers left to go i think they just pulled the plug on it they thought happy days they haven't backed it let's put this to bed yeah. and you know the reports i read as soon as it hit midnight and it didn't go through people were getting email notifications saying their money had been refunded it was literally instant they just didn't give it any opportunity to breathe or try and come back from it it was like that's it it's dead finish it cut it off 
So I think, yeah, we're not going to see, I think we'll see more Haslab. I think that that's not going to go away. I think they've had some successful campaigns. Obviously the Razor Crest, we haven't got them yet, but seen as a massive success. The the the, uh, the the proton pack as well that's been that's gone down well so I think we'll see more but I just don't think we'll see Black Series for a while unless they've got something you know someone's had a bright idea somewhere maybe they should yeah. listen to our last episode. Mark, I mean a few of us are back to the Razor Crest. Uh, we've just mentioned you know money money being paid up front, which is taken straight away for the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest is now delayed until the end of January. And I know there's a couple shipped, but us in the UK we're certainly not going to get it before the end of January. That makes it four months overdue already. How can they be so late delivering something which has so much planning and it's it's so in advance? How can they how can they go about doing that? And do you think that will affect people backing future projects? As I mentioned previously, I think it has had a very, very small sort of reasoning for some people maybe not backing an item like the, the rank or maybe they should have waited for the razor crest to start landing in people's you know doorways before releasing the rancor details it, it seems a bit much to be asking people to pay so far in advance for something that they're not going to get for a year and a half i think into i think with relation to the the razor crest I think Haslab might have been taken aback slightly by the numbers involved. They probably weren't expecting so many to be on board with it. And I know that they put a limit of just two uh, Razorcrest per person. But even so, the number of people actually buying them was just incredible. Far outweighing the previous one, Jabba Sail Barge. So maybe that has had, had a part to play. Um, obviously, they're dealing with much wider network uh, of deliveries uh, you know Zavi in the UK now are uh, shipping the Razorcrest so they have them to deal with uh, I think they've already started landing in Asia at the moment I think we've seen a few pictures of, of people actually getting these things in Asia not in the US at present but I'm sure they'll be next but yeah I, I think you know pandemic everybody's using the pandemic as, as an excuse whether it be le- a legitimate one or one that's just convenient uh, as an excuse not to deliver within a certain amount of time but like I said previously you know this isn't a kickstart project this isn't two fellas in a bedroom somewhere coming up with something that they think oh if we can get so many people on board we, we can do it and we'll do it ourselves this is Hasbro they are a huge organization there is absolutely no excuse whatsoever given the lead time involved in this I mean yes it is a big thing but they have got the clout to be able to pull these things out of the bag no problem i think the time that they gave us was more than enough time to be able to get these things pandemic or not so yeah i mean we what what are we four months delayed now it's just one of those things at the moment isn't it everybody's using it as an excuse the pandemic whatever so it might sort of sully people's opinions of what they do in the, in, in the in the future with regards to future purchases from Haslab. I don't know. It probably won't put me off if there's something really, really cool that I want. Whether it takes a year or not, I don't know. But it's a bit of a poor showing, really. Indeed. Great discussion, boys. Oh, I nearly backed it. But, uh, <laughs> no surprises uh, there. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? A couple of days before the end of it, I was sitting out here in a... Uh, in Tiki 421, obviously. And yeah, I sat, sat there and did hover over it. I think Haslab should stick with things like ships, yeah. weapons, and because Hot Toys have found their place, creatures and people 
that's hot toys right so haslab should go right yeah you've got a vintage collection you, you're right about the scale i don't like any of the large type of the clear points of articulation the knee joints and stuff like that I just thought it looks crap but they do outstanding that razor crest you guys have got it's going to look amazing and the katana looks brilliant so they can do it i think stick with what you know best don't get greedy and leave hot toys to deal with the the people and the creatures and i think everyone will be cool You will bring Captain Solo and the Wookiee to me. Oh no, the Rancor! In a galaxy of adventures, a Jedi must improvise to escape. Heading over to the, the toys of the year. Now, Dan's just given us a quick overview on numbers and what we've missed. Now, uh, rather than like last year, we go through and we, we make a list of, of each of these toy areas. We, we've decided, as there's six of us, to just go round and we'll go through the Vintage Collection, the Black Series, Hot Toys, Miscellaneous and the Biggest Disappointment. So five categories. And I'm going to get all one answer from all of you and why you've chosen that. doesn't matter if you've all chosen the same, but we are looking for our favourite figure in each section. So we're going to go to the vintage collection first. Uh, we're talking the three and three quarter inch figures here. And I'm going to come to you first, Jez. Do you know what? Quite simply, uh, the Emperor, I think it was uh, 202 or something. Uh, I'll, I'll get the number of it in a minute. But yeah, Star Wars vintage collection, the Emperor. This is the Emperor which I wanted. This is the Emperor, which not only does he look badass, but he's got soft goods, uh, his cloak, but he, he's He's got the lightning. He's got the lightning coming out of his fingers, which is what I I was convinced we were going to get as a kid. And uh, I think he just looks brilliant. What I said earlier on with regards to the rancor is about the articulation. I don't like, you know, it's a simple time that we had just the uh, simple points of articulation in the original figures. Now, you know, we've got articulation at the knees. For me, that's a massive turn off on a lot of these figures if they haven't camouflaged it or contained it within the costume. So I think droids can get away with it. Uh, there was a couple of the um, figures which came out in Black Series ones as well, which came out during the year. And I was just like, no, that looks rubbish because I can clearly see the articulation. So for me, the Emperor with his cloak covering everything up as well and that horrible sort of evil look on his face, I think it's a brilliant figure. Was that the throne room set? No, it wasn't. So the, the, yeah, you've got the throne room set, but this is a standalone as well. Yeah, I think it's the um, V200, still V200, readily available. Yeah. It, the phone room set was a PulseCon exclusive, and then they released the figure on its single car back on its own. Nice. I think nice. it looks great. Good choice. Good choice. Head over to the enhanced version for images with this. Well done, Jez. Not a nice choice. Let's let's keep it going. Dan. 
So I'm going with the droids Boba Fett figure that was released. It's come out now. Comes with the coin, which is a replica of the one that came originally with the original Boba Fett from back in the day on the droids card. It's really cool. I was I ordered it on a bit of a whim. It came through, and I've got it in one of my cabinets now, and it looks it looks fantastic. So it looks like the Return of the Jedi Boba Fett that was recently released. It's been repainted to look more like he did in the droids cartoon. Very similar as well to the holiday special one. So yeah, very good. Nice, nice, Craig. Uh, I'm not massively close to these to uh, to have a hugely informed opinion, but I'm going to go with the AT-ST driver purely because he was one of the original 96 and you take his little helmet off and he's got Richard Marquand's head. Nice. Good good reasoning. Uh, Mark? I'm going to go for that the Shore Trooper builder set because I love the box it comes in and I love the fact there's four of them. They're all different and I think it's great. And I, I, the, the Shore Troopers are, without doubt, one of my favourite designs from Star Wars costuming ever. Great choice, great choice. And Grant? For me, I think it's the Ark Troopers have got me collecting this vintage collection. I wish they would do um, Commander Colt. They did him back in the Saga Legends back in about 2009. So I wish they would redo him. But some of the ones that they've reissued recently are, are, are definitely my face. So if I was going to go for one, are we talking Cardadier or Loose? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go for Ark Trooper Echo because that, that, I think that got me back into collecting Loose Modern. Nice. Well, all different choices there. What about you, Stu? Again, it's not really my range, but um, I do quite like the Bo-Katan. Generally, as a figure, I just I just think she's got a good look. And uh, yeah, could could well be choosing her for something else as well later. So um, a, a, a lot a lot of these are common in other people's like bloggers' top 10 lists. Seems to be the same figures coming up. Yeah, vintage, I mean, they're nailing the vintage collection. They look great on the vintage style cards, don't they? Let's be honest. They're, um, Can I they're... just share something with you a second? Because what we were talking about earlier on, going back off tight, I just want to get Dan's opinion on this as well, because I'm just sending you a link now to the um, vintage collection Ala Secura. And I think, Dan, is this this year's or is this coming out? This year, mate. I've got it pre-ordered for next year. Yeah, right. Mm. So you look at that right which i think is this was on my reserve in case anyone else i went last and someone else had chosen the emperor by the way what i love about this one is actually when you look at the this figure on a card um it's actually got a homage to the clone wars and i, I think that's quite cool uh, i think you know they're not relying on Ada secure from uh, from the films more the animation side of it but then yeah, actually the whole sort of boob tube sort of you know cleavage bare midriff etc that kind of goes in the face of what Grant was saying a little bit. You know, there's there's cleavage there for crying out loud. You know, I think that is sexualizing that character. Yeah. A little bit. So that kind of goes against what your thoughts were maybe earlier on. So just I just wanted to share that with you. It doesn't necessarily need to go in the pod, but that's that's a current brand new thing, and that's showing someone. I mean, one of the images there is a real sort of almost it looks like it's been photoshopped. Her waist goes in tiny. It's almost like, you know, there there's there's a loose one of her in a particular pose. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's kind of a little bit skimpy. And, and so there we go. That was that was a another option, which I thought actually was a really, really good figure. But I liked the uh, I like the, the card back on that one in particular. It is a good point. It's just, yeah. Uh, check out the Barris Offy Jazz. That's a beautiful figure with a beautiful cloth outfit on it. I think the um, Ada Secure is a bit baggy on that cape, but the Barris right. Offy is super nice. Okay, I have to check that out. 
I'll tell you what is a good one, and I'm just going to share this because I got excited earlier on <laughs> looking at some of these. You know, I was complaining about some of these and their articulation, I think, takes it takes a little bit away and, and they look a little bit crap. Well, I think this one actually is a good one for maybe for a starter for someone on this. And um, it's just simply, it's the Mandalorian. It's the finished collection Mandalorian guy. I think the way they've done this figure is really good. Yeah, I, I like that. And I think that's a, a good price point. When you look at the articulation point, what are you laughing about that? You're talking yourself into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm selling one at the minute. I'm selling one at the minute, Jess, if you want it. I've oh, got yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah so I think that's quite good. Is that the same one we'll be getting with the uh, Razor Crest with a cloth cape? Pretty much with a cloth cape, yeah. Same card back, or is it coming with a card back? It doesn't come with a, the, the Grogu and the yeah, Mandalorian come loose, I'm assuming, in baggies. <laughs> but it's the other bits that are carded there's two carded figures of it isn't there there's the jawa and there's a second one i can't remember what it is that's the grogu isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah grogu yes you're right he doesn't yeah it's just a mando comes he doesn't come on a car back he's in a, he's he's in a baggie all oh, right okay they are nicer, aren't they? These new Star yeah, Wars good. toys. <laughs> so let's move on to Black Series now. I know a few of us dabble in these, so uh, probably a little bit more knowledge. Let's start with Dan. I was going to say the Power of the Force 2 Cantina Showdown, but that's not more than one figure, isn't it? I think there's three in that. Um, that. You'll allow it? I'm going to go with that. I really like that. You ordered it? Not yet. Didn't like it that much then. Um, <laughs> Mark? I'm going to go for the Migs Mayfield Trooper Disguise purely simply because I love that Trooper design. And I'm hoping we get a Black Series helmet of that exact, uh, that grey Trooper helmet that he wears. I think it's fantastic. Nice, nice. Jez? The ones which I appealed to me the most was Cabane and Aura Singh. But I think the question was what came out last year. And I think uh, the Cabane didn't come out last year. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. And the Aura Singh, I found then an Aura Singh online, which is actually coming out in March this year. So, <laughs> so it looks like I might have shot either side of the year in which you were asking me no, to look at. So Aura Singh's out. I've got it in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've got an Aura Singh here, which I think uh, I'll drop into the chat. I think that looks great. It might be to do with the the maybe it's to Leah Bush as well. Anything with a long barrel weapon. Uh, <laughs> anything with a sort of sniper rifle I think is quite cool quite like and uh, I think she just looks badass anyway I mean as aliens go or a thing is a is a badass figure so yeah I think that one would be mine but also the uh, Boba Fett which I've just bought so um, but again I think that was the year before because they're doing another one for next year aren't they Dan there's loads of Boba Fett's coming yeah. out mate. yeah <laughs> Just the one you've got is 20, uh, 2021. The Return of the Jedi Deluxe is 2021. Deluxe, yeah, that, just, that came out this year, mate. Oh, right. You've so got your golden. Yeah, I can say that one and the overall <laughs> thing. There you go. Cool. Grom. I think the, the quality of the Black Series has got me interested. A lot of the ones I'm into came out in 2020. Seems that we went for the Echo for the TVC. I'm going to go for the uh, Clone Wars Lucasfilm 50th Anniversary Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think the, the facial recognition kit is obviously working because this is a massive jump to the force awakens figures that we had six years ago so i'll go with that one yeah good choice and craig yeah lots of really good sculpts on the black series i'm gonna go bo katan i think when i first saw this figure i saw like an image of a loose one and i wasn't sure what scale it was that's how good the, the sculpting is on that it's 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 a great piece of work, great sculpt, great paint, and representative of exciting new quality Star Wars. The biggest surprise of last year was seeing that Power of the Force 2 uh, Cantina 3-pack. I was not expecting to see that packaging paid uh, such a homage to. 
Yeah, great choices. All different. I would have I would have also gone for the Power of the Force 2 Cantina Showdown. I think it's brilliant. I think there's been some brilliant, brilliant ones. I've got a few in hand, but um, you can't beat a good old Jar Jar Binks. Great to see him getting some love from Hasbro again. On to Hot Toys then, where, where we dabble. I'm looking at the list. I've got several pre-ordered here. So we've got a lot of love here. Grant, where are you going? Well, I'll go for all of them, but I'll go for Bo-Katan. That's uh, I I, lo- I love that I love that figure I love the character and uh, there was no hesitation as soon as it came up I knew I was going to purchase it it's a hundred percent guaranteed purchase yeah definitely pray uh, Mando with the swoop bike it says everything it needs to say about the show in one item on your shelf it's dynamic it's slick it's cool with his cloak flapping in the wind it's like uh, the Lone Ranger and and Tonto on silver it's uh, just sums up the the program nice Dan. I think because it was such a, I think a moment, the Luke Skywalker uh, Mandalorian, uh, the deluxe one specifically with a dark trooper being force crushed. I just think is, I can't wait to get it. I've, I didn't even put it on a payment plan. I've just paid for it outright. I'm just so excited to get that. And, you know, looking back at beginning of, well, was beginning of 2021 when they showed that episode. Yeah, it just blew me away. I can't wait to get it. Yeah, good choices so far. Jez. I agree with Dan, do like that one. I was also torn with the um, Stormtrooper Commander, I think just because of you know, my um, fun I've had over the years dressed as a Stormtrooper. But I don't know, I, I want to get one with a face. <laughs> I, I, I really do, because I think, you know, you, you look at what Mark's had in the past, you know, with the Leers and the Lukes. I've been so on and off the fence with these I really have there's not been one yet which has made me go absolutely that one i think the closest one for me though is the luke mandalorian i think it's just fantastic interesting mark i would normally have said the shore trooper or the shore trooper squad leader but i recently saw some pictures of the fennec shand figure again the sculpting the quality it's it's breathtaking i, I think that figure for me really i mean if I, <laughs> if i start going down the hot toys route which is more and more likely, I can see myself buying some Mandalorian figures because um, what they're putting out at the moment is just incredible. There is some great ones here. I mean, I've got a few of these on pre-order. Um, Fennec Shand I ordered on the day of release. Troops after the Shore Trooper squad leader today. And Bo-Katan I also ordered on the day of release. Pre-ordered, obviously. And I would have to go for Bo. I cannot wait for that figure. I just love the look of her as a figure. I just think it's amazing. Um, I just went to click Dan's spreadsheet. I mean, if this was my spreadsheet, there, every single name would have been linked. Um, but uh, You told me not to add the links and let him do the work, is what you said to me. <laughs> yeah, I've changed my mind now. That's what makes it so interesting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I agree. I think agree. Fennec and Bo for me. Bo pretty nice. And uh, a quill on a blurg. There's someone in this room that doesn't like the blurg, isn't there, figure? Who was it when we covered it earlier in the year? <laughs> was it you, Jess? Yeah, you're I was just like, what's the point of that? I just, oh. yeah, I, did, I didn't get the blurg. I, I love Jess? quill. The detail on the blurg, though, if you look around the eyes and stuff, is amazing. It's better than a Haslab Rancor, that's for sure, and it's probably the same price. <laughs> no arguments from me on that one. If you are listening, you're coming to Echo Live. Jez will be dressed as a bird <laughs> around the centre that day. Not just for children, for adults too. <laughs> that Phoenix Hand is blooming great, isn't it? It is. I've just, just seen it again now for the first time on my laptop. And uh, yeah. Hmm. Don't buy characters until you've seen their life cycle, mate. Yeah, or ships. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know how the, the actress who plays um, Fennec Shand? Do you know how old she is? Fifty-five. She's in fifties, isn't she? she? She's sixty. Yeah, it's just she? amazing. Yeah. Tamara Morrison's nearly sixty as well. She got two sixty-year-olds leading a Disney Plus show, which is Mate, pretty, that's, pretty good. That, that's exactly why I downloaded loads of fitness apps about three days ago. <laughs> you know <what>? There's still <laughs> chance. He, he might be sixty, but his teeth are about twelve months. Um, and it's a massive turn off for Julie right she was watching it trying to watch it the other night and she was like I don't know what it is with him I just there's it's his teeth and uh she just said to me something weird about his teeth and as soon as she said that I can't now unsee it that there were certain scenes in the flashback where he's it's like he's got a massive brand new set of dentures in which just now looks so out of place Oh, we're going to look for it now, aren't we? You yeah. I didn't notice it. Scouting trip is really good. We'll probably get quite a um, quite a few of Book of Boba Fett's next year, especially Fett's. Uh, I, I reckon, be, well, as the year goes, as each episode gets released, I think we'll start seeing them coming out. I mean, you think we, we've recorded in November, October time, last show? Three figures have come out since then, so it's been dead quiet. There's been tons of Marvel, Batmans, all sorts of hot toys releasing. No Star Wars. I think they're, they're holding it all back for the next few weeks. Hopefully. Yep, Scout Trooper is beautiful, Jez, isn't it? Is that is that one tickling <laughs> your fancy, is it? Yeah, just leaning against the biker scout. Anyway, no, holidays. Must buy a holiday. <laughs> well, holiday special, Boba Fett. That was a hot <laughs> toy. Yeah, get involved. Okay then, gents. So, miscellaneous items. So, anything else? We've covered Vintage Collection, Black Series and Hot Toys. I mean, literally, there is a vast array of other stuff that has been released this year. So, uh, Mark, I'm going to come to you first on this. For me, it was the, the Mandalorian Nerf rifle. I, I loved it, and I, I bought one. That's how much I loved it. Packaging was great. I've not opened it. I've kept it sealed. But it's, it's like I said earlier on, it's, it's an absolute beast. It's, it's massive. Are you not tempted to open it and play with it? No. Oh, I would. You need to buy yourself a second. Yeah, I'll probably buy another one. What I'm seeing is uh, on eBay, some people are selling them really, really cheap, like about 20, 30 quid, and then put in the uh, postage at 150 quid. Jez. Yeah, well, it kind of goes back a little bit to uh, a little party which we had at yours, mate, because um, for me, Stormtrooper beer. <laughs> uh, loved it. So uh, at Christmas this year, I got the Stormtrooper Christmas Thirst Aid Kit, which was brilliant. Came with five. Uh, 330 ml craft beers, a really lovely uh, craft ale glass, and some beer snacks. So I had a whole mixture of the old Stormtrooper branded uh, beers, which unfortunately aren't available in America. But uh, yeah, so the Shadow Stout, the Light Speed Pilsner, the SNIPR, so the uh, Situation Normal India Pale Ale, and the Space Hopper and the Galactic Pale Ale with some uh, beer snacks as well. Great. Something a little bit modern, something a little bit different. And uh, I think uh, I showed a picture of Craig. I was so excited. I don't think I think there's a couple in that case that you've not seen yet. Is that right, Craig? There's a, there's a couple of cans I don't have. I've started to, you know, actually save mm-hmm. them all. And I've made a little display mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, did you get into the um, the Jedi mind trick beer that I gave you? at? Um... Oh, yeah, I've got that. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I've, do, do you know, that's so lovely. I've got that on display right by me because I'm just... That's the one with the wonderful wax dripping uh, seal, isn't it, on the top? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I just um, I think that might be one of those things very much like, you know, the bubble baths from the 80s where you just <laughs> don't open them, you know, and they just stay there forever. Because part of the beauty of that is the uh, the wax seal around the top. So that's uh, that's just behind me now, mate. Lovely. Grant, yo, something miscellaneous. Oh, mate, I, to be honest with you, I'm 
I've already got enough on. I don't even look anywhere else. I've, I'm, I'm just learning about the Black Series and the uh, and the TVC, so I haven't really got any time to look at anything else. Fair enough. Craig? Uh, well, Lego continue to impress, don't they? I mean, the Atta is just, uh, it's, it's just incredible. But the thing from last year that gets talked about the most in our house is that Mandalorian pinball machine. Yes. Yeah, that was a, uh, a moment, wasn't it? Yeah. I often get asked when we're going to make room for one of them. And what's your response? <laughs> I, I can't carry I it up the stairs. Gesture at the house <laughs> and all the things therein. Dan, I'm going to stick with Lego as well, and I've I've just well, Father Christmas bought Harrison the the Imperial light cruiser from the Mandalorian to Moff Gideon ship, and we've spent well most of Christmas building that. We finished it yesterday. It was a bit of an undertaking, but yeah, it was it's a great build, excellent ship. Probably not going to be released by Hasbro anytime soon, and yeah, it was good fun to build. So I'm going to go with that. Right then, boys. So the last group, okay, you can go through any of those lists that they sent you. What was the biggest disappointment of all the announcements for you? When you've looked through them, you just thought, ah, why have they released that? That could have been done so much better. Craig, let's start with you because I know you're extremely disappointed. Well, I think everyone's going to talk about repaints and carbonizing and holiday editions of things. So I think the gentle giant jumbo talking has to be the loser of the year uh, in terms of things we've talked about i mean personally i haven't really bought anything and got it out of the box and have been disappointed with it i think out of everything about all the things i've purchased over the year um, modern wise it's very disappointing to after you know going out and getting two games to buy two specific figures in the Tarkin and the Luke Snowspeeder retro uh, collection figures, I, I'm disappointed that I now have this hassle and guilt of disposing of a whole load of card and plastic that I don't want. I'm not going to stick it on eBay. eBay's full of those games minus the figures. You know, do I, do I put them in the recycling? I take them to the charity shop. I don't know. I, I, that's kind of disappoints me that I have to deal with that because I want two little plastic men. This is a good point. Grant? Um, I'm still hoping uh, Hot Toys will announce a Jedi Fallen Order Triller second sister or a life-size bd1 i mean we're getting more jedi fallen order figures than we are uh sequel trilogy so there's a chance there so i'm holding out for that but still nothing and mark biggest disappointment got to be the rancor just the way it was handled the way it was sold to people could have been so much more and yeah just it, it, it wasn't nice to see really no that's a good that's a good choice jez i would say star wars black series luke skywalker and the need some assistance with this is salamari uh, which i believe is probably the correct pronunciation of this i'm disappointed with it because i think they've let themselves down because this is one of the ones Stu. i think you might have bought this you bought the jacks maybe you've got the full collection of these when they came out so all right okay you, you just, did buy just jack just jackson just jacks was it right okay so this is the one which was um sort of given a bit of a uh, chuck up to the air uh air of the empire in principle it'd be really great i mean the the box art for this is really really great it's really in keeping with um with the timothy's on novel so it's a really great book slash box and then you get this additional little salamari uh, salamiri creature but it's the actual luke which lets it down and you could argue do we need another luke could this have been a mara jade could this have been a thrall uh, or could it have been a cloaked luke because yes again it's, it's these points of articulation which I just think look rubbish. When I read that book, I didn't picture 
Luke just wearing a vest, like he was in some sort of scene from Die Hard, uh, which is what they've got him wearing. And I just, so I just think it's the actual Luke, the execution of this, which has really let it down. But the box, the packaging, and everything else, I think, is is really good. So I'm just I'm just disappointed. I'm I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah, that that package I think is from the comic version of it. Yeah, but right, yeah, okay. But I I agree, those joints in the arm, they really stick out, don't they? Yeah, otherwise, I look at it now, and after having read the book, see, this is the thing, you know, I've... I've read the books and now I think, I think, oh yeah, actually, I like that. I want to get things which are connected with it. You know, the Nomenor, I'm getting the expanded universe stuff and I'm reading those books. And I just think, oh, that's great because I love these acknowledgements of the past and of the, you know, the EU. So it's just recognising that there are things outside of canon. I like that, but I just, yeah, it could have been done so much better. And Dan? Oh, I'm going to go the other way and I'm going to have a bit of a hot toys critique just around the the focus on Mandalorian at the moment and I suppose my fear they're going to do the same next year with Book of Boba Fett and you know a lot of the original trilogy figures that I want are going to get overlooked and probably a number of years away so I'd love to still love to get a a hand Bespin I think Mark mentioned and it is has been kind of hinted at even you know something like a 2 I mentioned before a 2-1-B I'd love a 2-1-B hot toy but I don't think it'll ever happen. So that's my disappointment for the year. It's too much Mandalorian and Hot Toys. I don't think you're going to get a 2-1-B Hot Toy. You watch this space. No, mate. FX7? No. <laughs> it might get an 88 one, maybe, but that'll be it. it. They are utility droids from the Star Wars universe that are kicking around at the time these new TV shows are coming out. They, they could put in an appearance. Thank you, you Craig. They're going to nice. make an FX7 Hot Toy, Craig. You know, if there's a big scene where Fennec Shan gets beaten up and they have to put her back together and there's a big episode centred around, you know, those three in a room. Could you, watch, you watch tomorrow. Boba Fett's back to tank's going to break down and 2-1-B's going to come in and <laughs> save his life and you'll be, that, you'll be, yeah, wrong. No, no. I mean, Craig's just trying to be nice and like give you hope, Dan, which I, I don't think is helping. I really don't. <laughs> I could have been Nothing. really boring and just slagged off carbonized figures but i thought i'd change it up a bit yeah but they've brought in shore troopers because they were in the Mandalorian. exactly you, you tell know. them so they've, it's, built, it's, they've even they've even done a dark trooper figure that mark uh, um stew pre-ordered but they were two, quite two, a focal point in one episode weren't they yeah, 2-1b might be no daniel <laughs> wait and see there's lots no, of star wars they, to come out this year making yourself look very silly and i'm trying to help <laughs> always got your back there you go be interesting to know if any of our listeners uh, what their favorite things was perhaps someone could stick a poll up as we release this five different areas one a day for the five days following this i don't care what your tablet says this is mos espa and i am daimyo here Right then, boys. So before we close out for this first show, what are your plans for 2022 with regards to modern? OK, let's have a, a little go around. Now, Jez, I'm going to come to you first this time. You're, you've dabbled in there. Yeah. You're buying. Well, what, what's your thought process? What's my thought process? 
I want to know more. I'm really enjoying learning more and you guys explain a little bit more, you know, which we've done outside of the podcast. I, I really do want to know that if there are other people or if it's just me, um, you know, if there are other people who are like, well, actually, yeah, OK, do a podcast, do a podcast episode or a couple of episodes on the power of the force range because it's vast power of the force Two is vast there are so many things to it which you know you guys know and and it is really really interesting you know and 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 the other ranges i'm now looking at these things and and i don't know as i said i'm looking now at tri logo boba fett power of the force 2 before anyone gets carried away and uh, a black series fett and i'm like oh you know what have you mentioned earlier on oh there you go start of a mini focus i'm thinking oh okay maybe if i get a vintage collection i could get a fett and maybe if i were to ever get a hot toy it could be maybe a fett or I, I don't know so i'm just i'm enjoying having my uh, horizons broadened i have entered an expanded universe um in a almost literal sense um, but it'd be, I, I, yeah, I'd be interested to know if there's actually a, a sort of spin-off show which we could do as part of Generation Skywalker, maybe talking about stuff which isn't quite so modern, but actually is it has relevance in collecting. Definitely, you're at the beginning of that journey, so interesting. We'll watch you with uh, interest this year. Mark, plans? Uh, I, Much I, the same? I'm going to be um, pre-ordering my Hot Toys 21B in March when it comes out, when it's announced. Yep. Okay, another fool. <laughs> yeah, but no, pretty hot, hot toys for me. Uh, I, I would hope, and I'll echo uh, Dan's uh, wish list, I hope we get a hand bespin. It's just one of my favourite outfits from the whole of the Star Wars original trilogy, uh, hand and bespin gear. So, we're, yeah, I'd like to see that and, and, and put it next to my uh, Lando and, and Leia and then maybe hopefully get a 3PO to go alongside it. So I've got the whole bespin sort of gang there. Um, I think Dan mentioned that they might be doing a, another Luke bespin as well. So, yeah. That's a collection. Yeah, Hot Toys is direction for me, mate. Yeah, good choice, good choice. Grant. Uh, mate, I spent last week going through all of the modern releases and cherry-picked a couple of loose ones and a couple of carded ones, so I'll probably be hunting those down this year. I really like, I don't know, uh, the reason why I'm not going to tell you which ones I'm looking for, not because I'm worried that you'll go on eBay and buy them from my watch list, but mostly because I can't actually explain what, what, what their names are or what they sound like. One of them is called Karuk. Do you know this one from the Legacy Collection? <laughs> exactly yeah go on go on craig we talked we talk about him on the expanded universe figures he is one of, i tell you what for a sculpt it's one of the most amazing figures i've ever seen i started doing a bit of a deep dive on, on some of these modern figures and some of them are absolutely incredible i can't believe i've missed these so i'll probably hunt down a couple of those and obviously i'll give you some images of this one craig and then all the rest of you guys will go oh that's really good that is and uh, probably try and buy it as well and obviously the Bo-Katan hot toy be looking forward to putting an order in for that and probably paying off the vast amounts of payment plans i've got for phantom menace paperwork <laughs> sounds like a very busy year mate always man craig uh my modern collecting plans for 2022 um i will do more cherry picking uh and one thing that is guaranteed is that i will go off on some tangents uh given my latest funko pop purchase my latest tangent is clearly darth vader figures painted in creative ways but when i say creative ways i don't mean carbonized but you know that's i think a nice set of three faders at different scales different sizes so i've been looking at the 2007 30th anniversary marvel comic vader which i think would sit quite nicely with the the jacks and the funko pieces so so things like that will happen i'm sure in uh, in 2022 
So if anyone's got an old beta Darth Vader, please just paint it randomly and send it to Craig. <laughs> that would be, Joe, you know what? That would make me so happy if he was just getting, like, get your three-year-old to get an old Vader and let's see how many Vaders painted uh, we can send it, to him. It'd be it. like the thing they did at Celebration where they painted all the collector's cases. It'd be exactly like that. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly Craig. like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's the same as me thinking I'm going to dress up as Gizmo and look just like Gizmo. I've also got the um, the gentle giant Leah uh, milestone statue on pre-order, yes. which we discussed sort of somewhere in the summer, I think. I've not heard anything about that. I just paid the money. And is that how these pre-orders work? You just pay the money and hope it turns up? Seems yeah, to be. basically. <laughs> I'll obviously be getting the, the, the continuation of the, the Mandalorian uh, retro collection. Uh, and I would like a little black series Mandalorian and Grogu that I can hang above my desk like they're like they're flying on his uh, jetpack. Um, in terms of things that I'd like to see announced. So I'm a graphic designer. I've been all my career. Takes quite a lot to impress me, but I really do like these Theory 11 cards that I keep banging on about. So, you know, hopefully they will do uh, a book of Boba Fett featuring those characters. I just think they're very stylish and unique interpretations of these characters you know we live in this age where these brands are so tightly controlled but they're giving the creators of those things a little bit of free reign to do something really really cool and also in terms of you know what what might be nice to see announced what if Shizor crops up in the book of Boba Fett and what will that do to my shadow the Empire side focus oh that's a good one <laughs> Mattel's wagon there Craig <laughs> And also one thing, you know, in terms of what lines are uh, smashing it at the minute, not smashing it in the, you know, oh, no, I've dropped it and I've destroyed a 50 quid uh, tiki bowl. But Geeky Tiki is lots of stuff coming out that have been either hinted at or we've seen images of TIE fighters this week all lined up in the kiln uh, and some what look to be finished um, sand crawlers as well. What I'm going to go for, where I'm going to put it all, yet to be determined. But I think Geeky Tiki's, uh, again, be a, a brand to watch in 2022. Isn't that Sandcrawler brilliant? It's great, isn't it? Oh, I did love it when that, when, I think it was you that put it into the, the group. I was like, whoa. I mean, that could be a tough one to get over here, a bit like the uh, Falcon. But, um, Another group order. Yeah, maybe a group order. Well done, Dan. Dan's just volunteered to sort out a group order there. Thanks for putting your hand up very early there, Dan. <laughs> I've got one missing. It must be Daniel. I'm really excited for that Razor Crest. So, yeah, I've got space set aside for that. So, I'll, um, as soon as that, I was going to say, comes through the letterbox, but it won't, will it? It's going to be, um, imagine, on a some sort of trolley because it's massive. So, I'm looking forward to getting that. More hot toys. So, I've got the, the Luke Snow Speeder pilot on pre order. I've got the Boba Fett two pack on pre-order i've got that luke jedi from mandalorian on pre-order and i imagine there'll be a few more added to the list as the year goes on oh and that retro collection season two or series two of mandalorian figures is is uh, hopefully coming in the next couple of months as well so yeah looking forward to all of that definitely mine's all about getting my room sorted this year kind of getting it as i want it in the first half of the year and try not to buy stuff which is rubbish because I've already purchased two items. It's only the 4th of January. So that is going really well. Do we, do we think it's just going to be Book of Boba Fett this year, toy releases wise? We're going to see anything much different? Yes, Andor coming out. Mm. There's Kenobi coming out. Tons of stuff coming down the pipe. So what are the release dates for those as 
there aren't any not even a rough time period that we're looking at i, I don't know what grant knows i don't know which one's coming first I, i'm guessing kenobi's going to be coming yeah, around may i've heard the, may time for that that's the rumors is may for kenobi and then in the fall for andal but mandalorian season three started production filming in september i believe so they're already underway on that as well. It's quite a well-oiled machine that they've got going at the moment. I think Andor's like a longer series as well. Is it like 12 episodes? It's not like the, the six or seven they've been doing for Mando and Book of Boba Fett. It's a, it's a longer season. What they've got to do is they've got to keep people signed up to Disney+. Plus. They've got to keep you hooked in. So they've got to produce the uh, material. And they know full well that uh, the reason why a lot of people are buying Disney+, Plus is because of the Star Wars content. Mark, I agree with you with that. So why don't they make extra minutes of... Boba Fett leaving the Sarlacc pit. If they want to, if they, if they want us glued in there, I don't understand why they are in such a rush to finish the episodes. I don't know. I, I just get the feeling that maybe this book of Boba Fett is, is just going to be like maybe one or two seasons. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a long thing. I don't think it's going to be. I, I'd be amazed if it goes more than two seasons. Green and grey suit with a cape on his back He's got a carbine rifle if he needs to attack He was born on Camino where the whole place is wet OG bounty hunter and his name is Boba Fett His ship looks like an iron but you know he's not the cleaner He can get away with murder, felonies and misdemeanors He's got a flamethrower and a rocket on his back And he kill you from the sky cause he's got a jetpack He's Boba Fett you're more used to me dead to take him down it'll it'll take more than that he's flying slave one chasing the millennium falcon you know the empire paid him he's in the middle like malcolm he can find you in the day or in the middle of the night and take your ass to cloud city and freeze you in carbonite i go like hoss when he's talking to vader but he what? can make a real hot with this thermal detonator hanging out at java palace in a galactic celebrity sometimes Wanted all the Jedi dead But daddy got real cocky and it got to his head Too soon Maybe we should stay away from mentioning the prequels The writing was garbage and it upset a lot of people He's the illest of the ill, the baddest of all in sci-fi That antenna on his helmet steals Imperial Wi-Fi Always working alone, but he doesn't like Solo When he fell into the Sarlacc pit, I heard him yell yellow This job isn't always pretty we are going to put those polls out on We Are Generation Skywalker on Facebook. So go and sign up for the page if you're not on there. They'll each be releasing one topic a day for five days following the release of this show. We will ensure that. So go out to Facebook. Just check out Generation Skywalker. Head over to Twitter and Instagram. Again, look for Generation Skywalker. Head over to YouTube where you will find an enhanced version of this show and unboxing videos and all sorts of stuff that we've done in the past, including our recent video of Farthest From. Again, just search for Generation Skywalker. You can email us. If you would like to come onto the show, be a guest, uh, do an interview, just email us at generationskywalker at gmail.com. Or you could just head over to www.generationskywalker.com where you'll find links to all of our platforms, including our blog posts over there. Um, what was the last blog post? Anyone remember? The looking. The looking. Yeah brilliant blog post so there you go there's one to go and uh, delve into but there are some great blog posts over there i think i think me jez and mark all over blog posts at some point don't we i think we're the only ones not to, yeah, uh, to come do. through with that Maybe. so far 
I'm going to do one with a yeah. commission that I've I've got coming, hopefully, very, very soon. Me, Mark and Jez will do one before the end of 2022. <laughs> yeah. For, for definite. Yeah, go and check out the website as well. But lads, great to be back recording. Beginning of January, got lots of plans for this year. So it is. Goodbye from Jez. See you next time, everyone. Goodbye from Mark. Sayonara, Robocop. It's goodbye from Grant. Good evening, folks. More of a welcome, but we'll let you off. Uh, goodbye from Craig. Cheerio. <laughs> and it is goodbye from our modern man, Dan. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> and it is good night from me. We're Generation Skywalker. <laughs>